Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Am Unbreakable. Today, we have the amazing Sabrina. She's an outstanding entrepreneur with a rock star story. Hi, Sabrina. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me today. Oh, so awesome. So you and I have a lot in common. First and foremost, we both tend to gravitate towards male-dominated industries. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Sure. So uh, I'm a lawyer by background. I did mergers and acquisitions on Bay Street for quite a wow. long time. So already uh, male dominated. And how um, old were you? You must have been super young. Yeah, 24, 25 when I started. Wow. So I was one of the youngest lawyers at the firm at the time. And so oh, good for you. <laughs> um, and then started my first business actually at 18 which was in distribution, more of a female-dominated business, I would say. Okay. Uh, but since then, have only done male-dominated business. So I went from that to a number of other businesses, acquisition consolidation. So again, something that's more male-dominated, eventually into road building and now manufacturing. Road building. <laughs> wow. I can't see you wearing uh, construction boots and a hat. Yep. It's probably like pink or like blinged it. No, I'm just kidding. But... That would be me. Anyways, okay, so you went from that to, so you did the road paving and and then where did we go? And so I exited the business when COVID hit. Um, oh. I would say COVID affected my family in a particular way. So my mom's a double lung transplant recipient. My brother's an anesthetist. My sister-in-law's a nurse. They had a baby at home. Wow. And my grandfather, unfortunately, passed away during COVID. And it was the first time I'm I couldn't sorry. stay in hospital with him. Thank you. Um, and he was very close to me. And so for me, it, something was fundamentally wrong. And I had to fix it. And, and so I said, okay, single-handedly, I will solve the healthcare crisis. <laughs> Not going to happen. But this was my mm -hmm. thought at the time. Partially just out of sheer anger or need to do something. Um, and what I did was build an ICU, uh, which is probably not normal, but normal for me. Wow. Um, and I worked with uh, the University Health Network and the doctors there to build the ICU. Uh, and eventually business grew from there. But uh, so now we manufacture healthcare facilities modularly in a factory, not on site construction. So that's the business today. That, that is Wow, I don't even know what to say after all of that. And so did you put a team together or did you start this by yourself or did you walk into an existing business? What happened? So a little bit of all of the above. So I always start my business on my own, uh, whichever one it might be, and then grow from there. Uh, I had team members really early on on this one. So That's that was great. really great. Uh, we enlisted the help of a manufacturer really early on. And so he became one of our team members. And, and that really, really helped with, I would say, bandwidth, with the ability to build, with the ability to um, impact what was being built on the ground. Um, and then at some point, we will grow both organically and through acquisition. My background's acquisition, so. I was gonna say, I think everything you've done, including your amazing journey and your road to where you're at now, that is really impressive. And do you find that being a woman you ran into struggles or obstacles. Yes, I think just a few. It's impossible <laughs> to say to say not. Um, inevitably, yes. I think you know. I don't think it's intentional in a lot of cases where uh, you struggle against the 
existing landscape, I would say. Right. Um, but it happens. Like I think raising money is a, a great example of that. 3% of venture money goes to female entrepreneurs. Statistically, it means it's hard for me. Like, Absolutely. N- never You're mind. already against yes. the grain, right? Yeah. You're mm-hmm. already, okay, wow. Raising against all odds. And so no matter what, um, even though, let's say the person who I'm pitching to might not even know there's a bias or there's something there. There is sometimes a subconscious bias that's that's happening. Um, of course. And then, you know, sometimes I'll get questions that I think, would you ever ask that to a man? Yes, please share. I know you and I talked about this before. A common one I get is, are you the secretary? Are you the receptionist? Can I speak to your boss? And you're kind of like, I am the boss. So share some of the questions that you would get asked if you. Yes. So something so And for me, it's all noise. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change my mission. I, I just that. cut through it. It doesn't matter. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. And I think as I've gotten older, uh, my skin's gone tougher and tougher. And so I care less and less about things that are said. That's um, so important. But, you know, simple thing. We're on an investor pitch. There was all guys on the phone other than me. Everybody's camera off is off. And the investor asked me, can you turn your camera on? And so I sit there and I think, okay, I don't care, whatever. But why? Like, why? And then I think what was more telling to me was, why didn't no one else say anything? So now there's all these people on, right. on the phone or on video chat and or audio chat and no one says anything. And now I have my camera on very awkwardly with everyone else's camera off and no one's saying anything. We're just continuing the chat like nothing happened. Wow. So, you know, it's little, I would say, subtle things that I don't even think people understand the, what they're doing or how uncomfortable it could make me or someone else in my shoes. Exactly. But it sounds like somehow you still rise above it. And we were talking about this earlier as well, is you put yourself into whatever situation you're in, you can change your business hat immediately to fit whatever you're put in. Like a situation like that, what if you said, no, no, I'm good. Or let's all turn our cameras on. They probably would have been like, oh, I'm sitting in my underwear or I haven't shaved or something, (laughs) right? So, you know, is that, is that kind of like, what would you share with some other young entrepreneur or another woman that is maybe going through similar things? What is your secret to dealing with it? So I would say everybody's individual. Things bother some people more than others. And so you have to do what's comfortable for you. For me, my mission is what's important. And that means growing the company, scaling the company, raising money, making sure it's successful, giving my investors a return on their investment. And I don't care about anything else. Like it might bother me for a second in the moment, but at the end of the day, my brain goes right to my mission. Like I need to get this done. And so like for me, I don't care, but I can't say, I would never say to someone else, don't care or focus on the mission or it's all noise because it impacts people in different ways. But I think focusing on the objective and your goals and the goals and ignoring what I would call the noise all around is important. A thousand percent. My motto kind of is regardless of outside influences, you just have to stick to what's true inside of you, right? And it sounds like you've really harnessed that. The one important thing you said, as I get older, did you kind of grow into that? Or did it sounds like you always had that, but you're much more comfortable with it as you get older, 
Yes. Would that be a fair statement? Absolutely. Or did you always have that? It so sounds like you kind of always had that in you. I always had a little bit of that, but I would say I would, I was much more adversarial when I was younger. So someone would say something and I would immediately say something back. Yes. Now I just kind of shrug my shoulders or and roll say, my eyes. It doesn't whatever, matter. Right? right? And and it affects me less and less as I so get awesome. older and older because you realize what's important. The mission's important. What so-and-so said, who's irrelevant, I might meet him once and never speak to him again. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And I mean, now with social media and with what um, even just young women are going through and the bullying and everything like that, is is that sort of what you would say to them, regardless of outside influences, always kind of remain true to yourself? Is that like, could you give somebody that kind of advice? Let's say a 25 year old younger Sabrina, what would you tell her? Yeah, so so I would say one, no need to get angry. Are these people relevant to your life? Do they impact you? Is it your family that's really meaningful or is it someone who you're gonna interact with once and never again? And how much effort or emphasis do you put on that interaction versus what your best friend or family member thinks. Um, and so it's putting weight in different places, I would say, or deciding where to put weight uh, on what people say that's that's important. That is huge. And it also pulls you away from, like you said, your goals and your mission, because you put that negative energy or any energy into, you know, what are they saying? What are they thinking? Is this true? Is it not true? And so at least you're able just to focus and say, no, this is what's important to me. And, you know, all the rest is just outside noise and I am good, right? Yeah, I, I think that's really important. And I think just the attitude is important. So, um, you know, everyone says, oh, you're always happy. And, and am I always happy? No, of course. <laughs> you're like, no, it's <laughs> always happy. But I always think that there's a positive solution or there's a way to spin it. And so with my team, we always talk about being solutions oriented. So I say, okay, less problems, more solutions. Love yes, that. there's lots of things that come up that can be problematic in life or in the business or anywhere. Um, but what, there's always also a solution and there might be 15 solutions. Many, many solutions, right, right? right? And I love that. One of the key things for me as an entrepreneur as well is being solution focused. You have to be. Yeah. Right. And there's always going to be stuff that comes up, you know, whether they're obstacles, struggles, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I want to ask you, I loved your your family story when I asked you who was your hero or your mentor. You yes, want to share? It, it will have to be my mom. Well, I, I mean, my grandfather and I were inseparable. Um, my mom's my mentor because she was a woman in construction at a time when it was impossible to be a woman in construction. That is Awesome. And so I, I love that. I think about my struggle today and I think hers had to be way worse. Like, you know, yes. mine probably doesn't even like pales in comparison to what she went through. Um, and so I can't think of anyone else who Aww. is a better mentor than that. I love that. And do you guys ever share your struggles? Like, has she told you, say, one of her worst stories? or her toughest stories so of being a female entrepreneur. She says very little, which is I think typical <laughs> oh, um, in sort of our culture and yes. these type of things. But when I left law to be an entrepreneur, she was, I can't even explain. She, she was happy or unhappy? Unhappy. Oh, really? Um, and I think 
part of it was that she she was an entrepreneur her whole life and she struggled her whole life. Of course. And she didn't want that for me. And at the time I didn't okay. understand it. All I thought was, why are you bothering me? You did the same thing. Yeah, like, you're why? Like, you're like same, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I think she just didn't want me to go through the pain she went through and she didn't want to talk about it either. And so it was really hard for me to understand yeah. at the time. And like I said, as you get older, you get you appreciate them more. Yeah. But it's almost like she paved the road for many entrepreneurs, yes. which is essentially what, as women, we are doing for many entrepreneurs to follow, right? And the more women do this, I think it's so incredibly important for the young and up and coming entrepreneurs. I, I, I totally agree. I think when I look at what I'm doing, I don't think there's a lot of female role models. We, I also talk about, so my CFO is also a female. And awesome. we talk about taking the company public at some point in time, five, 10 years down the road. And when we do, we may actually be the first female CEO, CFO to take their manufacturing business public in Canada. And so when I think how about awesome that, is that, one, how is that possible today? But two, we have no one to look to that paved the Correct. road for us. So part of why I want to do it is I don't necessarily want to be a public company. There's a lot of stuff that comes with that that's not beneficial. Um, and there's some things that are more beneficial being private. But I think how much impact can we create for generations to follow to by follow. doing that? And so 100%. that's what drives us in that direction. I love that. I love that. I hope you do because that is so rock star. And you know, just to have, you know, other females look up to the two of you doing this, they are just going to feel hopeful. They're going to see possibility, right? They're going to see their future. So I think that would be very personally and professionally rewarding for you. Yeah, I, I think, like I said, we have no one to look to, right? I look and I think, okay, who can be an inspiration to me? Yes. And there's very few. And that's why I picked my mom. Um, yes. But... I, we, I think, are paving the way, like you said, for others who haven't gotten there yet and don't see someone similar in the role that they want and think, oh, it's impossible because there's no one in that role. Exactly. Which brings me to my next question. I'm sure doing what you do, uh, myself as well, you've sacrificed. So you want to share what, let's say, one or two of your biggest sacrifices have been? Personally. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think for me, um, I'm not married and I don't have a family and I'm 40. And so for me, that's a big sacrifice. I've wanted kids since I was 20. I, I thought. Too old. <laughs> <laughs> and you have fur babies. I know yes, you have two I fur do. babies. So, I do. And uh, I think you have a nephew as well. I do. But I, for you personally, did you make that conscious decision or did you simply not have the time? So I think it was a bit of both. both. I think okay. part of it was I was working so hard and, you know, time goes by and you don't realize it. Uh, one of the things my grandfather used to say to me when I was young is, oh, time gets faster as you get older. And I used to be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I got like 80 years. I'm good. And now I'm like, oh, he was so right. Like, it is true. Yeah. Right. Um, and so part of it, I think, is that. And, and part of it, um, I think 
you know, I thought, oh, you know, I don't have enough or I don't have enough time. And so I need to wait. I need to wait, which I think is common with um, yes. really successful um, like I look at the, some of the lawyers, uh, doctors, the females, they all have kids later because they put their career. A hundred percent. I was in my late thirties. I was actually one of the youngest ones. And I was like, Oh damn. Okay. I thought it was kind of older. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, a lot of people to your point are waiting, but so just to go back to that for a second. So you made that decision consciously to say, okay, I don't have enough time. Cause I think you're sort of same as me where if you're going to do something, you're going to do it a hundred percent, which doesn't mean you're going to give up your career, right. but you wanted to have that time to be able to connect with your child and your family, et cetera. Yeah. And so you just thought, okay, I'm going to put that on hold. And then you blinked and a few years went by. And then I was 40 and, and I said, oh no, <laughs> you're like, oh shit. <laughs> now I better figure out what I'm going to yeah, do. Exactly. Um, so, so I think, you know, that was a big sacrifice and just, just time. I would say time with friends, time with family, like often, you know, my family went on vacation yes. at the beginning of COVID and I didn't go with them. And that's sort of the norm. Yeah. Um, well, it's become your norm, but I think now norm. where you're at, are you kind of stepping back and saying, I don't want this to be my norm. Yeah, absolutely. I think the older you get, the more you think, okay, I need more time with people um, who I love, my family, my friends. Uh, I think that's important. Also for myself, like I think, oh, I didn't do my nails for a month. Like I really yeah. want to get my nails <laughs> You're done. like, I got to get my nails done. Yeah, you know? self-care though. I mean, you're very well put together. So clearly you're in the self-care uh, part of you know your regime, but let me just ask you this. Do you feel that you sacrifice like self-care mentally and physically? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, a lot of women say that. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. I will put care, like obviously the business first, but then everyone else and then me at and the bottom, you. which I think is normal for, for females and even culturally it's normal. Uh, for, for European. Yes, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So. Um, and, and so think simple things like, okay, I want to do my workouts, you know, every day at this time. And this never happens. Yeah, of course it <laughs> so, never happens. You know, and then I, I get a lot of people say, oh, you need more balance in life. You need more time for you. Oh, yes. We, yeah. And yeah. You, you need to commit. Yeah. You need to come in. I think right. I'm the most committed person I know. I don't I know. You're like 24 hours in a day. I need three hours of sleep. The rest I'm kind of, you know, spoken for. Yeah. So you, you struggle with, let's say, um, putting yourself first. Now, do you find that that is important, even from a workout standpoint? I know, you know, I get really into it for a few months and then, you know, things come up and then you're kind of like, okay, what can go first? Okay, well, I guess my workout. I mean, I, I speak to a lot of really successful people that say that's not the right choice, you yeah. know? And I'm like, okay, I get it. I just, I don't know that I've figured that out yet 100%. And I think, as you said, as we get older, maybe we're putting a little bit more shift back onto ourselves. Because if you're exhausted and you're not feeling well, well, I think it's just a trickle down effect. Nobody's going to feel well. Yeah. So, so I totally agree with that. And I, I too haven't figured it out perfectly yet. What I'll say is when you're in startup mode or growth mode or scale up mode, it's a lot harder. When the 100%. business is in steady state, it starts to get easier because it becomes more routine. There's more people. There's, you know, everybody has um, roles and responsibilities. When you're at the beginning, you're doing everything. 
And so 100%. the buck stops with you no matter what, or your small team. The buck stops with the little yes. team as the business scales. And so um, in order to make it work, you have to make a sacrifice. And I acknowledge that it's a choice. It's a choice that I'm making. Yes, um, it's your choice yes, though. Yeah, it's exactly. not like somebody saying, don't go and work out because you've got to do A, B, and C. Right. These are your choices. You know, it's, it's short of, sort of like a short-term sacrifice yes. for a longer-term, I guess, success. Yes. If that would be the correct way to say it. But, you know, to your, you know, when we were speaking, um, I said a lot of my family has passed and nobody's ever said, you know, oh, geez, I wish, you know, I had another, you know, $100 million in their bank account. Well, maybe they did, but they didn't tell me. But they always wanted more time. Yeah. You I, know, always wanted more time. That's like, damn, am I living, you know, to that? Sometimes I question it. And I think as entrepreneurs, especially as females, we try to do for everybody. However, I think we kind of end up short on that you know, doing it for us and spending time with family because you're doing for everybody else and for the company, right? That's exactly it. And I think, you know, I self-reflect every six months, every year, I, whatever it is, uh, am I making the right choices? Am I doing the right thing? Is my focus in the right place? And the answer is not always the same. And I find as I get older, the answer also shifts from when I was 24. <laughs> different answer um to now yeah and i think it's just important that constant self-reflection do i feel like this is right for me not period but is it right for me at this time right and and yes. so i think that conversation with yourself is important at different stages and i love that i i love the fact that you brought up the relationship and conversation with yourself because you know people that i talk to that are successful i'm always picking their brain and asking them questions and don't you feel that the relationship you have with yourself is the most important one that you should foster because you can't lie to yourself i mean you can kind of say oh yeah you know i'll just hit the gym or you know oh that wasn't a good choice or whatever the case may be but at the end of the day when you lay yourself like when you lay down at night and you put your head on the pillow do you feel good about the the choices and the decisions you've made Probably not all the time. So time. it's nice that you're bringing up like just because you think this is good today, maybe tomorrow, three months or six months down the road, I'm going to change that decision. Yeah. Right. And and it's nice as an entrepreneur, one of the many um, things that you can say that those are your choices. And I think it's a really good thing that you keep like kind of reevaluating. Yeah, I think I think it's important. I think that's the most important thing. What's good for you now versus what's good for you a month from now versus a year from now. I know there's periods of time also you're not feeling well and that might change what your decision is in the moment or age changes your decision or the stage of the company changes how you evaluate something. So lots of different factors that impact, I would say, my decision about how happy I am with my current state at different times. And especially, it sounds like you went through so much, you know, during the pandemic. Well, just before and then during the pandemic with the loss of your grandfather, as well as um, your mom, I think, if you wanna just talk about that quickly as well. Sure, yeah, so my mom, uh, pre-pandemic, had a double lung transplant. And so we, I would say, dealt with family health crisis, being a tiny little family for years and years and years and then COVID hit. And so it was like more of the same for us. Yes. Um, and so masking as an example, like we had been masking for years because of my mom and her fragile health. 
condition. Right. And so when, you know, pandemic hit for me, wearing a mask didn't change. It didn't, you know, didn't, uh, didn't feel different mm-hmm. or the health crisis of the world didn't impact me that much differently because we were already so cautious with my mom because of the health, because of the health condition. Yeah. So it feels like, you know, seven years of health crisis for me versus two years of, you know, for for the rest of the world or two and a half years. And then I know when your grandfather was starting to get ill, you were at the hospital with him every single day. Yeah. So every hospital admission he had, I was at the hospital. I slept at the hospital. I stayed with him. And so the tragedy for me during COVID was that he died alone. Like a really, really social person oh, was sorry. by himself. And so that's what drove me to say, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better solution. Um, there has to be a way we can deal with surge capacity or crisis or, you know, what's the technology that exists today and why can't we make it better and why can't it be different? So that really drove me to do what I'm doing now. I love that. So that's in memory of... Your granddad, right? No, no. So you're gonna, no, no. Yes, and you're gonna make me choke up or lose my eyelashes, one or the other. But I love that. And you're very, you know, regardless of where you're at with your amazing career, you're still your foundation. Still sounds like it's all family. Has to be for yeah. me. It has to be. I think you know it wasn't. If you talk to 15 year old Sabrina, it was not. <laughs> oh no, we were trying to break free of all that, right? Yeah, absolutely. But then you came full circle yeah. and realized, like you know, in different stages, as you and I uh, were sharing earlier, that you just kept coming back to family, yeah. and it was always about them. And I mean, look at your mission now. How yeah. amazing is it? It revolves around them, really. It revolves around, like, everyone in my family's either suffered from a health crisis or is in healthcare. And well, so, your brother, my brother, my sister in law. So, everybody yep. is, is in healthcare. That yeah. is fantastic. In closing, what does the future hold for you personally? So, I think from a business perspective, I mentioned it. I would eventually love to take the company public, grow uh, both organically and by acquisition. At some point, I'd love to expand globally the business. Um, I think it can be something really special. I think so too. Uh, personally, I'm going to have kids. I put it out there to the universe. <laughs> Whenever everybody it heard happens. that, first yep. heard here, yep. right? That's awesome. Absolutely. I love that. Well, congratulations on your continued success. Thank you. And we're going to keep chatting and. We will continue to hear your amazing journey. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.